Welcome to the Dr. Obedovin a Day podcast. Dr. Obed is a thought leader and apologist who speaks to life's great existential questions of origin, purpose, faith and destiny with fluency and grace. He is an author and the president of the Christ Cosmopolitan Incorporated, a vibrant apostolic commission that heralds the message of the fullness of Christ. Dr. Obed has seen his ministry soar to great heights over several years, touching the lives of many across the globe through his various ministry platforms. May you grow in grace and the knowledge of Christ as you listen to mind-renewing and heart-enlightening messages by Dr. Obed. Do enjoy this teaching. God bless you. Father, speak a word, let it stand. Use the faculties of the members of my body, my mind and my spirit. I submit it to the flow of the Holy Ghost that you may establish your people by the word you speak by your servant today. I'm conscious I'm a blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus, I call it done. Everyone said, Amen. Kindly take your seats in the presence of God. All right. Do you mind giving Jesus a hand? Yes. Do it better for Jesus. He is worthy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. All right. Today I have two very important things I want to do. Very delicate. I want to tell you your history. And then I will deal with the subject matter I've been handling last week. Both of them are very sensitive, but I would need you to just follow me. I'll try as much as possible in my first presentation to be objective. Devoid of all emotions and um, I just want to share with you something very important. Say amen. I just want to ask a very simple question and get your answers and then I'll get it rolling. When we say orthodox church, what does it mean? An orthodox church. Tell me what you know. Don't worry. Because your views are actually expressions of what is popularly known usually so what do you think an orthodox church is anybody would want to say something what is an orthodox church oh that's an orthodox church or when we say orthodox christianity what is it anybody wants to say something what's an orthodox church come out come out and talk what is an orthodox church come and this is where you ladies have a problem with you. So you women here, you don't know what Orthodox Church is. Come and say something. Pastor Margaret, what is an Orthodox Church? You all came from some of these places you refer to 
Always, always. So, yes. I, so you don't know your church. Where I, where I came to pick you from. <laughs> you were in an orthodox church when I came for you to bring you to a cosmopolitan church. You were with him in the same chair in the same church. Pastor, that is an orthodox church. <laughs> so you have finished celebrate Pastor David. The church that his wife was in, <laughs> he's saying that <laughs> it's an orthodox church because that is the church that his wife was in that he brought. <laughs> Him into a cosmopolitan church. Okay, talk to me. Shalom, man of God. Shalom. Um, the church that Pastor David's wife was in. Yes. I was also there with her. <laughs> <laughs> um, my understanding is that an Orthodox church is what is said to be a mainline church. All right. Um, an evangelical church that has been in existence for long. Okay. And so things are done by. Um, certain formalities. Is there any difference between Orthodox churches and Orthodox Christianity? Orthodox Christianity thrives on Orthodox churches. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Next. We should have some Shalom, women talking. Daddy. Shalom, church. Please, oh, he's greeting us. Shalom. You? Shalom. Let's go. My understanding of Orthodox church is one that keeps to their old ways. <laughs> the old ways. Yes, please. The ancient path. <laughs> the ancient path. <laughs> okay, that's good. Great. Shalom, Papa. Shalom, Church. Shalom. My perception is so it's a perception. It's yes. not really um, um, studied <laughs> and verified. Mm. But the perception I have gathered over the years is that uh, Church refers to. The earlier churches. So, to me, the earlier churches, I would, I would name the Catholic Church, I would name um, Presbyterian, uh, the Protestants. Okay, so to so you, the Catholics, Presbyterian, Methodist Presbyterians, and then yes, Catholics, and Anglicans. So, that's one perception. Okay. And then the other perception, sometimes I separate the Roman Catholic Church. And then, the, and then the, the, the Anglican and then the Protestant churches as um, Orthodox, Orthodox churches. Um, churches. And they propagate Orthodox Christianity. As for Orthodox Christianity, I'm, I'm becoming conscious of it for the first time. Okay. But All right. Orthodox church, Orthodox church, that's... That's what it means. Good. Let me hear from you, Mr. Oklu. How are you? Fine, thank you. Okay, talk Shalom, to me. Church. Pastor Albert, Shalom. Shalom. Um, my little knowledge about Orthodox Church is a type of church government mm -hmm. that operates in a sectional uh, decision taking. A decision is not taken by one person. Okay. Before they take any decision, they have to come together. We have what we call section. So the session comes together, they support the pastor to build up the church. Okay. So for you, any church that has um, the system of governance in sessional um, system of governance yes. is an orthodox church. Yes. Okay. Also, they go accordingly. Uh, they use a liturgy. Okay. They go liturgically. That this is the order. If you miss it, you are in trouble. <laughs> okay, so they run um, how do you, liturgies. Yes. 
and you must not be unorthodox. Okay. Thank you. Shalom. Shalom. Great. Let's get the next one. Yes, man of God from the King Gabi in CC Accra. Yes. He says that Shalom Pastor, an Orthodox church is the oldest church we know, which mm-hmm. is the Roman Catholic Church, which okay. is the mother church where all others have come from. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Also from online, from virtual church, Sam Ho says that Orthodox Church is a church that practices a system that is considered mainstream. Mainstream. Sister Mercedes, she is in Sweden. She says that um, Orthodox Christianity is a branch in Christianity. She, is... she will be able to give us very good answer because of where she is. Talk to me. It's a branch in Christianity. Yes, yes. and she says it's one of the first branches in Christianity. Yes. She's still typing. She's still typing. Then William Cobbler says um, an Orthodox church is a non-charismatic and a non-Pentecostal church. <laughs> so then this this your definitions now we begin to ask whether or cancer all of them are all orthodox churches that's fine let me hear you three of you then i'll be done shalom church shalom daddy shalom uh, what i know is that orthodox church uh, simply means correct in teachings and also in meanings and also correct in what in teachings in teachings and correct in meaning and correct in meaning can you help us distinct the teaching and the meaning for them, it's a belief they believe that their, uh, their ways and perspective are the best and correct. And they consider the, uh, they consider the, uh, the Catholic Church as infallibility. And uh, also, they reject, they reject uh, the Pope uh, to be infallible as compared to theirs. That's Orthodox Church. Okay. Very you. good. Very good presentation. Very good there. Shalom, Pastor. Shalom, Church. Shalom. Please. Orthodox church are churches to be said which do confirmation. They do confirmation. Confirmation. Okay. So any church that does confirmation is an Orthodox church. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Very good. Very Sh- good. Shalom, Daddy. Shalom, Shalom. Church. Shalom. My own understanding is that Orthodox church and Orthodox Christian. They don't believe in prophecy. Okay, so churches that don't believe in prophecy are orthodox churches. That's my own understanding. All right. Celebrate yourselves, everybody. Very good presentation I've heard so far. Let's touch on the subject matter. What is orthodox Christianity? I want to give you a history. Right from the Catholic faith. I'm not even going into apostolic succession. That will be for another time. In the year 1054, prior to that, there had been several councils. The Council of Nicaea, the Council of Constantinople, several councils had come together. To decide on the inerrancy of scripture and check governance. After several years, in the 11th century of 1054, is what theologians 
and bible historians refer to as the great schism or the great divide the beginning of denominations or denominational churches started in 1054 please pen it down you must master the facts you must be in control of history Otherwise, somebody will tell you your history and lie to you. Until 1054, the entire Christian faith was devoid of denominations. Until 1054. What was the schism about? It was a fulfillment of the prophecy of Daniel in part. Where we see the right leg and the left leg of the shalem, the image. There was the Western Catholic Church being the present Roman Catholic Church. And there was the Eastern Orthodox Church. Orthodoxy is not Roman Catholic. Listen, Presbyterians who know their history will be offended if you refer to them as Orthodox. Catholics will be offended if you refer to them as Orthodox churches. It is the ignoramus who will refer to Methodist, Presbyterians, and Anglicans as Orthodox. They are not Orthodox. No true Catholic, who knows his history, will admit that he is orthodox. No. If orthodoxy has a history, the word is doxa, belief into glory, or toes, right. What is right? Like orthopedics, like otopoia. When we talk about orthos, we are talking about what is right. Rightly aligned. That which is rightly aligned. So now, when you bring those together, you are looking at the right system of belief. If that is taken, then every church is orthodox for their beliefs because everybody believes that they are right. In their beliefs. Who would go to a place where he thinks they are wrong in their beliefs? No. But when you make a statement of history and refer to orthodox Christianity, then you are referring to the great schism of 1054, the great divide. You cannot choose words and utter them into the atmosphere and use it loosely in your unlearned states. Be studious in your presentation. Say what it is. Don't throw dust into people's eyes. Don't be emotional. When you want to address a topic, say it the way it is. 
Don't confuse the people. So, the Eastern Church broke away on a couple of reasons. Their reasons were in denial of the pontificant Maximus Pontiff that the Pope is infallible. They decided they would not agree to that. The Pope is a man and is fallible. So the first break away, usually when you hear church history, you are tempted to think that it is the Protestants that broke away from the Catholics first. No. It is the Eastern Orthodox Church. The Eastern wing of the church. The church in the East. They are the ones that broke away from the Catholics. They had several reasons for which they broke away. You could go back and read for yourself that which led to the break away. Number one, they refuted papal authority of the Catholic Church because vested in the Pope was infallibility. So the word of the Pope was the word of God. And every Catholic holds that belief. What the Pope says is what God is saying. If anybody doubts it, you could just go back and look at Catholic history. Then number two. You see, when people say things, you wonder, where is this one coming from? The moment you claim you, you are orthodox, and yet you fight and claim that you believe in the 66 books, you are not orthodox. It means you don't even know what you are saying. Because orthodoxy, hear this, had a divide later on from Protestantism. Because whereas the Catholics held on to the 66 books, and hear this, and the deuterocanonicals, the Eastern Orthodox said believed the same. They didn't reject the deuterocanonicals. When people rejected the deuterocanonicals, the Protestants and the Catholics don't refer to the deuterocanonicals as apocrypha. It is the Protestants that call the deuterocanonicals as apocrypha. Get the facts right. What is the meaning of apocrypha? Occult, hidden. You can check me out. I'm not building castles in the air. Putting the foundation where it belongs. So we have established, number one, orthodoxy broke away, number one, on the premise of the fact that the Pope is fallible. 
the Pope ain't God. His voice is not the voice of God. Number two. The Apocrypha was a subject matter of Protestantism, not of orthodoxy. Orthodox Christianity did not deny and reject the Apocrypha. They refer to it as deuterocanonicals. So see, if you sit on television or you sit on social media and you claim that you belong to Orthodox Christianity and speak against the book of Tobit, you are confused. You are not an Orthodox Christian. At that moment, you don't even know your history. You don't qualify to lead anybody in the body of Christ. Much more to claim apostleship. You are confused. The Bible says, those who claim the apostles, we have put them to the trial and we have found that they are liars. In the revelation of Jesus, you don't just wake up and claim you are an apostle. If you are an apostle, apostles are not on social media. Where is your seal of apostleship? Do you know who an apostle is? The signs of apostleship. Tell us when Jesus appeared to you. Tell us the mandate. How can one claim apostleship and refute that there is nothing like new truth? You are confused. When we say new truth, there is no new person of the truth. But there is the progressive revelation of truth. I don't know if I'm talking to people in this place. Ah. Is anybody claiming that there is no progressive revelation? Then that person does not even know church history. Because if there be no progressive revelation... Then, <laughs> we will have big issues to deal with, especially with the various councils. When you study a little bit of hermeneutics, people have problems with revelation. There is no new revelation by way of addition to the inerrancy of scripture. But there is revelation which is light. So Paul the Apostle himself said, when you come together, one had the song, another had the sound. He said, then another had a revelation. Revelation. There is insight into the block of truth that we never knew. That God, by occasion of grace of the Holy Ghost, because of his word, that was inspired as scripture will give further light not a new writing but an opening into a deeper understanding that is what we stand for so if anybody tells you cults will claim new truth and anytime you hear anybody saying new truth don't go after them because they are called that person is confused because he doesn't know that whatever he is claiming he's preaching today was actually new truth Starting from the movements that have happened from time and time again. And who is a cult? I said everybody is a cult. Because cult is the cultus, the cultivation for worship. 
Hear this. Orthodoxy, then somebody says, if he doesn't believe in the virgin birth, <laughs> you are funny. You don't even know what orthodoxy is. Virgin birth. Do you know what orthodox Christians believe in the virgin birth? Wait. Orthodox Christianity believes that Christ was born of Virgin Mary and they reject the immaculacy of Mary. Hear this. What does it mean, immaculate conception? The immaculacy of Mary is not the virgin birth of Jesus. Most people theologically confuse the two. There is immaculacy and there is the virgin birth. They are not the same. It is Mary that is immaculate. It is Jesus that is of the virgin birth. Immaculate conception. That one, the Eastern Orthodox Church, they reject the immaculate conception of Mary. Even though they believe in the virgin birth of Jesus. Now hear this. Protestants believe in the virgin birth. They reject Mary's perpetual virginity. <laughs> Who are Protestants? Please, we are not talking about what we are. We are talking about church history. Where the problem started from. Whereas the Catholics claimed that Mary was immaculately conceived and that Jesus was by the virgin birth, the Eastern Orthodox Church claimed Jesus is of the virgin birth. Mary was not conceived immaculately. They ended it. And the Protestants claim Jesus is of the virgin birth. Mary is not immaculately conceived and she did not retain perpetual virginity. After giving birth to Jesus, Catholics claim and insist that the virginity of Mary was not broken. You may want to find out what they mean by that virginity. I'm telling you the history. I'm not here to explain them. Because we have what we believe. And if you have been following me for some time, and you are picking from one and another, you will know that I have touched on the virgin birth. I have touched on immaculacy. I have touched on the perpetual virginity. What is our stance according to scripture? But someone claims he's orthodox. So my question to the person is this. Do you believe in the perpetual virginity of Mary? These are hard questions. The next one. That Mary should not be venerated by Catholics, but the Eastern Orthodox Church venerates Mary and invoke saints. Are you an invoker of saints? <laughs> you claim... You are of the orthodox Christianity of history. Do you invoke saints? So we should actually be in doubt. 
of this person that claims he's an orthodox Christian, it means he's been invoking saints. Do we have a problem with somebody who invokes saints? And if you are following such a person that has made such a claim, do you believe in the invocation of saints? If you don't believe, you are following the wrong person. If you believe, you are following the right person. But I'm showing you the identity of who you are dealing with. Words are not to be said loosely. You must know what you are saying. You can't claim you are an orthodox Christian and do anything you want. Do you now get why Protestants will be offended if you refer to them as orthodox? Because number one, they don't venerate Mary to invoke her. There is no veneration of Mary with Protestants. But there is a veneration of Mary with the Orthodox Church or Orthodox Christianity. It's one and the same. An Orthodox Church is not an old church. It is a denomination in the body of Christ. It is a divide. So actually, in history, before the movement of the various awakenings, which I will be coming to, there were only three denominations. Catholics, Protestants, and then Orthodox. Orthodox Christianity, Catholic Christianity, and then Protestant Reformative Christianity. Three. Then the person tells you to claim that somebody is a cult. Search them out on salvation by Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you know what Orthodox Christians believe when we talk about salvation in Jesus Christ? An Orthodox Christian believes in what is referred to as deification at salvation. And can you do not just say what you want because you are not in full knowledge of even the things. This is the reason why I preach what I preach. Because the Bible says, test all spirits. Hold fast. Test all spirits. Test all things. Hold fast that which is good. What is deification? In the faith of Trinity, which we'll be dealing with soon, whether Trinity is biblical or unbiblical, listen, people think that you are in Ghana and you have the masses of Trinitarians, so they are Pentecostals. Let me just jump, I'll come back. There are two groups of Pentecostals. Don't be confused. Don't let anybody tell you that we are Pentecostals. It doesn't mean anything. If you want to, listen. The other day, Paul did the same. Paul met these people who stood against Christianity. And he watched and realized that this was a Pharisee and this was a Sadducee. And he wanted to give them the message. Then now he threw a bomb. Power! We divided. Now you see, when they were coming, they came as one to fight Christianity. But because Paul knew them, if you don't know your enemy, you wouldn't know what to say. 
You see, they will gang up together and claim, we are one, we are one, we are evangelicals, we are Pentecostals. Wait, today you will see. They are not one like that. If you meet people who claim they are Pentecostals, land the bomb, power. Are you Trinitarian Pentecostals or you are Unitarian Pentecostals? They will start fighting. Don't say anything, just sit back. You say you are Pentecostals. What kind of Pentecostal are you? A Unitarian Pentecostal or a Trinitarian Pentecostal? This is where now, <laughs> Abraham now will be rejected as a false prophet. <laughs> yet, he is received as a Pentecostal. And yet, you will now claim, you will see certain prophets in UK. They will now begin to append validation for Abraham. And claim that Abraham is a prophet of God. And so fight Trinity. Not knowing what Abraham stood for. You see, before you say something, go into the history. Is Bra- the question is, if you meet a Pentecostal, is Abraham of God or Abraham is not of God? They will fight right now. Like, if you meet assemblies of God, it's one church. Ask them, do you believe in <laughs> personal prophecy? with prophetic directions, they will start fighting. Because that matter is not what makes assemblies of God. It is, as we go, you get it. There is a progress that has come. And people are so stuck. And because it does not concern them, the progress of the revelation, they have not, because if they touch it, the church will divide. So they still remain around what they agree to. I was an assemblies of God. Please. If you go to an Assemblies of God church, this church, the only thing that keeps Assemblies of God is Sunday school. If you remove Sunday school, the pastors will start fighting. I was there. Don't even start with the history of Assemblies of God because it is my father that introduced drumming, drumming into Assemblies of God church. There was never drums in Assemblies of God. It is my father that brought drums into Assemblies of God Church. They were not dancing. They were singing hymns. That is Assemblies of God. We'll come to how it started. So know your history. Don't just jump into the present scene. Even though Orthodox believe in salvation by Jesus Christ, and Protestants believe the same. And Catholics believe the same. If somebody tells you, if a person does not believe in salvation by Jesus Christ, he's a cult. It, it, is, <laughs> it is a superfluous statement. It is a too general statement. Because Catholics believe, Protestants believe, and then the Eastern Orthodox say they also believe. But now let's come to what do they believe? When it comes to salvation by Jesus Christ. Thanks so much for listening. We trust that you've been blessed with truth for life. Be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Obedobing a Day podcast to receive new messages every week. Until next time, remain blessed. Shalom.